alongside an article extolling the virtues of bare feet in the Consumer Magazine 17 as a guest of Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show. A slight man of less than average height and stiff posture entered the room where we had agreed to meet. He had graying hair, bushy eyebrows, and a face that creased deeply when he smiled. In a British accent, a striking contrast to the bayou tones heard in hospital corridors, he apologized for the flecks of blood on his lab coat, explaining that he had just been dissecting armadillos, the only non-human species known to harbor leprosy bacilli. He wore outdated clothes, lived in a rented bungalow on the hospital grounds, and drove an economical run-down automobile. At heart, Paul Brand was still a missionary, unimpressed by and unaccustomed to relative prosperity and fame. That first visit lasted a week. I accompanied Brand on his rounds, sitting beside him as he studied the ulcerated feet and hands of patients, and visiting the labs that whirred with the sounds of early-generation VAX computers. At night in their wooden house on the hospital grounds, I would share a rice and curry meal with him and his wife, Margaret, a respected ophthalmologist. Then Paul would prop up his bare feet, and I would turn on the tape recorder for discussions that ranged from leprology and theology to world hunger and soil conservation. Every topic I brought up he had already thought about in some depth. He quoted Shakespeare and discussed the derivation of Greek, Hebrew, and Latin words. During breaks, he taught me such things as how to select a ripe fig, watch the one's butterflies light on several times, resting before flitting on to their preferred overripe fruit, and how African weaver birds build their elaborate nests using only one foot and a beak. The conversations that stand out sharpest to me are those in which he recalled individual patients, nobodies, on whom he had lavished medical attention. When he began his pioneering work, he was the only orthopedic surgeon in the world working among 15 million victims of leprosy. He and Margaret performed several dozen surgical procedures on some of these patients, restoring rigid claws into usable hands through innovative tendon transfers, remaking feet, forestalling blindness, transplanting eyebrows, fashioning new noses. He told me of his patients' family histories, the awful rejection they had experienced as the disease presented itself, the trial-and-error treatments of doctor and patient experimenting together. Almost always his eyes would moisten, and he would wipe away tears as he remembered their suffering. To him, these, among the most neglected people on earth, were not nobodies, but people made in the image of God and he devoted his life to try to honor that image. Later, as I began working with Brand and following him around the world, I met many other dedicated Christians who devote their lives to healing the wounds of humanity. In India, for example, where less than 3% of the population claims to be Christian, nearly a fifth of all medical work is performed by Christian doctors and nurses, many of them trained at Brand's old hospital in Velour. If you say the word Christian to an Indian peasant who may never have heard of Jesus Christ, the first image to pop into her mind may well be that of a hospital or of a medical van that stops by her village once a month to provide free personal care. And most of the medical advances in the treatment of leprosy came from Christian missionaries, not always the best trained in the field, 
but often the only ones willing to work with people suffering from that feared disease. We made an odd couple, Dr. Brand and I. He was a silver-haired surgeon characterized by proper British reserve, and I, an eager young journalist in my mid-twenties, with bushy Art Garfunkel-style hair. I had interviewed many subjects, actors and musicians, politicians, successful business executives, Olympic athletes, Nobel laureates, and Pulitzer Prize winners. Something attracted me to Brand at a deeper level than I had felt with any other interview subject. My father died just after my first birthday, and in many ways Dr. Brand became a father figure to me. Already an adult when I met him, I didn't have to go through teenage rebellion and the agony of individuation. I sat at his feet from the first day we met. For perhaps the first time, I encountered genuine humility. The Apostle Paul pointed to Jesus as...